Today is November 19th, and the Yankees have made a trade, an exciting trade. They get James Paxton from the Seattle Mariners. He's coming over. He's down in pinstripes, the big maple in the big apple. It's happening. We're making moves. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What's up? It's our first impromptu episode of the off season. I love these. I love trade times. You know what? Even if I was to hate the trade, just the excitement of like when a trade happens and Twitter blows up and everyone's talking. And it's like, do we like it? Do we hate it? Do we like it? Do we like it? I love it. So my name's John Boy. If you're a first time listener, and I have my co-host Jake. He's coming to you from South Carolina still? North Carolina? South Carolina, come on and raise up. Take your shit off. And sh- eat. I, I won't say the next line, Jim. How, how are you? I'm good. Weird. Jim, I, I think one of your favorite lines applies when to what you just said, and it's something's happening. Something's happening. Yeah, it's just exciting, man. It's yeah. just exciting. I was, because everyone, if you listen to yesterday's app or today's app with the Shane Spencer interview, I uh, my computer is... It just crapped out. So I'm on my laptop, which can't really handle everything I do. So it sucks. So anyway, I left to go get to go drive an hour to go to the genius bar. And I had to turn around once I got off my street because I forgot to bring the computer because that's how dumb mm. I am. So I walk back in the house. Katie's like, what's up? I'm like, I forgot the computer. Put the computer in the car. Now I'm like 12 blocks down Main Street, which is just all flashing yellows. And I saw the Jeff Passon's tweet. James Paxson is now a Yankee. <laughs> Quick U-turn, call Jake, (laughs) call up the Genius Bar, say, sorry, nerds, can't work on my computer, I know you're really excited about it, I gotta talk about this James Paxton trade, and then I thought it was gonna take a little bit to find out what the return was, sometimes it, 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 you know, like, one guy has it, it's like Mark Feinzen's like, oh, I'm hearing that Eric Swanson's included in the trade, and then Jeff Passan's like, oh, Eric Swanson's included, per Mark Feinzen, and they all get, like, one piece, but it was pretty quick, it was nice. You know what? That shows how much the Yankees control the media. Like whenever you hear leaks, they, every leak doesn't mean shit because this is how it happens. There wasn't leaks leading up for days about this. It was boom, James Paxton's been traded, and then 20 minutes later, boom, here are the three guys, Yankees PR, Yankees tweeted it out. So so much for all these sources say and rumors and links. Nothing gets leaked. When a move happens, it just boom, happens. So this one happened. James Paxton Gut feeling? Should we do? Uh, I think let's go. Let's explain the trade and go through it through those that are unfamiliar with the pieces. Yeah. All right. So and Jake was at a dinner, so I don't even know Jake if you how much digging and, and stuff you've done. Yeah. Well, I was I was excited just for everything you just said because you you called me and you're like, did you hear the no- news? And I was like, no, I just I I just I just went on a boat with my girlfriend and her her parents. And just got off and you're like we got Paxton I was like cool and then I was like oh this is perfect but this is also awful I was gonna go see a friend in Charlotte and grab a beer watch Monday Night Football and I just committed I was like yeah dude I'm coming through and then I was like oh boy I am not coming through and then uh I like you just said I was gonna I was like this is gonna be perfect I'll go to dinner for an hour hour and a half the details will leak out and then we'll be ready to go and then you texted me about five minutes as I arrived to the restaurant. And you were like, yo, you ready to roll? We got the deets. And I was like, oh, no, sir. Yeah. Yeah, so. they came out quick. So the, the trade is James Paxton and his two years of arbitration years. So two relatively cheap years of James Paxton for Justice Sheffield, which you know his name, Eric Swanson. You may know his name if you follow the prospects. That may be a name you know. Majority of Yankee fans don't know who Eric Swanson is. And Dom Thompson Williams. If you know Dom Thompson Williams, you know him personally. Like you have his phone number in your phone. Or you live in Long Island, Tampa, or like South Carolina, where the other, the thing, because he, 
So let's go first. First, Dom Thompson-Williams is a 24-year-old that's still in A-ball. I'm sure he's a super good guy, but his future doesn't look like, you know, great. Uh, so that's kind of like a just a throw-in, like the definition of a throw-in. Eric Swanson started the year last year in double-A, worked his way up to triple-A, and was a rule five guy. So you know how much I love my rule five guys. So he had to be on the 40 man roster or he probably would have got scooped up by a team in the rule five draft. And he, the Yankees have like, they always have a tough roster crunch. So easier to get something back if you can. So the only real chip is justice Sheffield, like big chip, justice Sheffield for James Paxton and justice Sheffield. All the reports are coming out about Justice Sheffield that like a lot of teams didn't have any interest in him. I think his value dropped because he had a pretty not the best year in AAA for for the expectations especially. I don't know. I think some Yankee fans were so high on him just from name alone, top prospect. I never saw him more than a three. We had a conversation a couple episodes ago where you said you saw him as a one or two, and I just didn't think he would be a one or two. So Sheffield might have a good future, but I think this is – a very easy gamble. I tweeted out. I sum, my, my, I summed it up in one tweet, and I said, Justice Sheffield's ceiling over the years, a couple years of developing, his ceiling is what James Paxson is right now. So the Yankees are trying to win right now. They're not trying to have an innings limit for Justice Sheffield next year. They're not trying to mix and match him in the, in the mix and work on pitches and find his command, which is his problem over the next two years. When they can have James Paxson, who is a he's a developed pitcher and a proven talent. There are some downsides. We can get in all into Paxson later, but let's talk about Sheffield right now and the loss of him. How do you feel about it? Too much? Fine with it? Upset? Hurt? Crying? Sad? Pissed off? Jake, I what mean, is it? I've just been crying, but that's separate reasons. No, if if you want to be mad about this trade. A, you pegged it on the nose. Like, if you drop DTW, Dom Thompson-Williams, like, just get out of my face. Like, that's you not a real thing. You don't know who he is. You don't know who he is. Yeah. No one's trying You're, to do that to me on Twitter yet. Yeah. And here's here's what I'll say, and I, I don't think anyone's done this to you, but Eric Swanson, you mentioned Rule 5 eligible. He, he probably gets a shot as a reliever this year, and maybe he's okay. Maybe he's good. Um, either way... Like, this dude never gets a chance with the Yankees. So if you want to be mad about Eric Swanson, again, you're in you're in the wrong place. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so now you're right. It is Justice Sheffield and James Paxson. And, Jimmy, I think it actually is a pretty good comparison. One is a bigger human and one is a smaller human. But Justice Sheffield has the potential to be James Paxson, and the Mariners are betting on that, and they're betting that he can be that for – Four years, five years, six years, because, uh, you know, he, he's still a rookie. And, I mean, there's a chance. They have an opportunity, and the Yankees decided that they weren't going to gamble and wait on that opportunity, and they were going to go after James Paxton for two years, a guy that was an all-star and incredible last year. Um, and I, I feel like we're going to talk a little bit more about his last year, and I, I think the numbers land not looking as impressive as you'd think. Uh, but this guy is a proven MLB starter. And, Jim, I, you mentioned our our one two three pitcher argument. I mean, that's the thing. Like, James Paxton was the one in Seattle, but it, it, do we consider him a one in the world? I don't know. I mean, now, now we're going to have a bunch of hipster angry tweets at us from our Seattle fans who subscribe to – talking Mariners, so we thank you guys for subscribing. Do you know what I'm kind of sick of? Tell me. Just like the one, the two, the three. Like every guy's got to be a one or a two or a three. I think the Yankees have a bunch of twos right now, and I think if you have a bunch of twos in 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 your rotation, that's pretty good rotation. Everyone wants to make up their pitching poker hand. And, you know, you need two ones or you need a one, two, three. The the Red Sox just did it with a one and three fours. So, yeah, that's a good point. So if you if you don't know who James Paxton is at all, this last year was his um, 
fifth or sixth season, but in 2013, he only pitched four games. In 2014 and 2015, he started 13 games. And then the last three years, he's had somewhat complete seasons. He is injury prone. That is a negative side that we will get into. So uh, last year, he pitched 28 games. Year before that, 24. Year before that, 20. He's never had an ERA above 390. Um, ERAs that start with three are good. In 2017, he had a 2.98 ERA in 24 games. When he's healthy, he's really dominant. If you want to know what kind of pitcher he is, he's big lefty, uh, four-seam fastball. He throws that 55% of the time. It's 96 miles per hour. Knuckle curve, 82 miles per hour. 21 percent cutter sinker and he threw a change up 10 times so the older Aldis chapman houdini change up every now and then he's got a nice 12 to 6 curve that he throws kind of hard um big dude from canada nickname is the big maple which is awesome you know anything else about him that i didn't say uh he's a cat go cats university of kentucky University of Kentucky, he actually got drafted his senior year at Kentucky, didn't didn't sign, wanted to go back for his senior year, but talked to Scott Boris during that process. So the University of the NCA cut him or said he was ineligible to return. So he had to go play independent ball, then got picked up by Seattle. So that's a little bit of his background. He's married. He's white. He has a little stubble on his face. He's going to shave that. What else Ooh, do you guys want to know? That's actually a great point, Jimmy. I, that's that's actually a big part of his look. He's probably going to be a little funky looking. He's he's almost going to have a little Jordan Montgomery look going on. We'll see how he does without the beard. Yeah, we'll see. Sometimes it really kills you. Me, I'd be ten years younger, forty pounds heavier if I had shaved off my facial hair. Yeah, and Jimmy, you you went a. Uh, this is a little further than you and I normally dive into the game, but his pitch selection really is interesting. He's he's one of the most fastball-throwing pitchers in the league. We just saw the Lance Lynn exper- experiment this year. Um, this guy's in a caliber above that, and he's a lefty at the stadium. Um, it's interesting. He's, he's got a cutter. He throws that 14% of the time. I feel like that's becoming a lot more sexy pitch in baseball nowadays. Um, and Larry Rothschild loves working in the off-speed stuff. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if if we had to guess right now, this pitch selection probably looks a lot different last, next year. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, um, uh, someone, Barbara in the chat just said uh, the eagle landed on him during warm-ups. You probably, a lot of people know him from that probably, which is the state of baseball. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Hey, you know, pe- people want to talk, especially all the Sonny Gray stuff going on, talking about if a guy has stones or not. This this guy let a bald eagle land on him. How, how many humans in the world would let that happen? I wouldn't. Oh, no, no, no. That thing probably scoops me up and I'm gone. But he's Canadian. They're, like, super friendly. They probably lo- they'll probably all love animals and respect them and stuff like that. I mean, I, th- I think I love and respect animals. I don't think I let a bald eagle land on my foreham. Do you think that because he's Canadian, he'll be too nice for the New York market? Is that a thing people will say? Like the hot take heads? I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's going to catch on and it, it goes one way or the other. Like it goes sunny gray soft real quick or it goes like, oh, my God, can you believe we've got this? Oh, you know, he's he's the kind of guy he, you can rent. You can rent a snowblower from him, but he goes out on the hill there and oh, he's going to strike you out, my friend. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into voicemails, and those will lead us to a lot of different places. But just final hour notes on it. I I like this move. It's give, win- give it a grade. Well, I mean, this is this is the business, which I don't like. Uh, right. But um, an A right now. It's an A. I still think the risk oh, well. is worth it because I think even if he gets injured and misses some games, if he pitches 25-plus games, 25 games next year, what we're getting out of him is better than what we're, we're expecting to get out of Sheffield in 2019. And like yeah. Eric Swanson and I'm going to have to look at his name, Dom Thompson. I, th- those darn pieces. I mean, I'm going to miss Dom Thompson Williams. Um, no, he's, he's, he's not someone we will ever talk about again. You know what's um, a fun, his, Dom Tom reminds me of a kid Dom. on my hockey team's name was John Tom, and his dad's name was Dom Tom, and his dad's name was Tom Tom. I mean, love that. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'd say it's... I'm giving it a B plus right now. I mean, Paxton isn't as impressive as the A names that we've listed during the season. Uh, we we paid the price of Sheffield, which has just surprised me from the fact that uh, I just feel like a lot of the prospects that we've let develop and have the hype and get to this level, uh, Cashman's kind of given them the chance to perform, and now he's not. So I mean, but that you know, that ties in with we were rebuilding for a couple of years and getting under the tax, and now we're winning. Right, right, right. But I mean, Justice Sheffield still has a chance, like you said, to be James Paxton, and it, it would be a little bit of egg in our face if Justice Sheffield is James Paxton at a cheaper price for the next six years. Um, Unless James Paxton helps win us a World Series in 2019 or 2020. Then it doesn't matter what Sheffield goes on to become, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, shades of gray if Justice Sheffield could have had that same impression or if a free agent could have had that same impression. But okay, um, so we'll if, we, if, we needed pitching. We we got a pitcher. If, if, if Sheffield does the matches Paxton 2019-2020 and, and the Yankees win a World Series but Sheffield matches Paxton, then it's still like, uh, oh, okay, well, this sucks because we could have had Sheffield for more. I mean, it's still worthwhile because you get the World Series. So just go yeah. go and do that, the Yankees. Yeah. I think this shows a lot of people are like, I would have traded Sheffield for more than that. I think this shows that Sheffield's value was lower than what the Yankees m- maybe thought, definitely what Yankees fans thought. Well, we, we made our Walker Bueller jokes uh, coming into this offseason. I mean, I, I think if you have a guy come up who's 22, who's gone through all the levers of the minor, he's been in the, the minor league all-star games, and he, he finally hits the big leagues, and we've had this romantic talk about him and CeCe kind of passing the torch as lefties, and you're ready to trade this guy for James Paxton, who, who's, who's good. He's a very good player, but that clearly shows that the Yankees don't have the confidence in him to become what people have talking about what he could become for the past few years. Yeah, Jim, the other, the other thing that I, I don't think we have a voicemail on this, and I, I think this opens up an, another can of worms, Justice Sheffield was our our sixth starter. We we've now gone from having kind of a sixth starter that we're half excited about, not necessarily to believe in, to now we're back to Domingo. So that kind of opens up uh, I think a lasagna couple different doors. Of, I think lasagna is ahead of Domingo, but it's still neither our our solid sixth option starter. I mean, yeah, lasagna showed some talent, but hey, he got he got roughed up after I hyped him up as a reliever. So I. I think this opens up the door to Jimmy. I, I mentioned it before the offseason, and I think this ties into free agency and how the landscape looks. I think the Yankees are going to bring in a six-starter, and I don't know if they ever say six-starter or if they get a guy that doesn't get signed and make him a swingman-type starter, but I, I think we're going to see another veteran come into this staff um, before we, we land either our, our two-, three-, or four-starter after this. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, Corbin and Hap would be ideal. Go sign Corbin, sign Hap. Round it out. I mean, yeah, I think I think you saying that blows a lot of people's mind, and for me it still does a little bit, but there's a chance, and I, I could see the Yankees buckling down and pointing at to how the Red Sox won the World Series and say, we want to do that. If you want to be here and do this, you know, you might have to come in, throw some bullpen innings, you know, pitch some pitches on the side that don't count in a major league game. But, you know, if you're a six starter, you're still going to get 20 starts a year. So I, I think that that's going to be a really interesting development because I know you and I would both de- be disappointed if Johnny Lasagna or Domingo Herman is our six starter heading into next year. Yeah, I can't really have that. I don't really want them seeing it in major innings at all. Exactly. all right, let's go to voicemails. What's up, Talking Yanks? Um, now that we have acquired Paxton, for Justice Sheffield and the other prospects, what are your expectations not only for Paxton, but for Justice Sheffield with the Mariners? And what do you think his futures will be like out there? Thanks. All right. So I mean, we kind of went over this a little bit. My expectation for Paxton is 20, 25 games started, which isn't, that's not like a full season. That's including a little injury. I'll let it slide. I still think it's worth it. Just give me, give me stability. Give me not Domingo Herman, not Sonny Gray. Give me more long lines of uh, Hap or, you know, like I, I just know that you can work a game. 
I just no blow ups. Every th- every third or fourth game, don't give don't blow up, and that's better than what we had. But no, I expect him to be good because I'm an optimistic Yankees fan and I want things to be good. And Sheffield, I don't think he's ready. It'd be interesting to see if he cracks the team. There, the Seattle's not expecting or trying to win in 2020 and 2020 or 2019, 2020. So th- they can kind of handle Sheffield with baby gloves. It'd be cool if Sheffield it turns into a good pitcher. I think he's no more going to be no more than a three. Some I saw I saw some uh, reports that a lot of teams think he's destined for the bullpen. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean Seattle's a pitcher's park, so he's kind of got that going for him now. And I mean they've been a young team vibe for years. I feel like Justice Doves have a little bit of a weirdo side to him. I think that kind of plays for Seattle. Um, I, I saw you dive in. I didn't know if you wanted to bite on that. He's like Clint. He's just a, like a younger, the younger generation. Yeah, than he's us. He, he's a millennial. I think you know he he already no, tweeted out. No, he's not a millennial. He's younger than us. He yeah. I, sorry, I, I, young people that do dumb stuff. I call them millennials. But he just did the Ariana Grande tweet like next, and I think Seattle's going to eat that up. Man, I I think Justice is going to be good. I I it, it's a little bit in the name, but no, he's in a pitcher's park. I like you know. Do, could I see Justice Sheffield going? <laughs> you know. Eight and eight next year with 150 innings and a four ERA. Yeah, I mean that. I I think that's kind of what I'm expecting, and then you'd expect him to approve upon that. Um, you know, no no ill wishes. Um, Jimmy, I I do have I I got some weird stats for you on Paxton. I and and I'll just lay them out there and I'll see if they mean anything to you. So his stats in games he won last year. So you with me? Mm-hmm. So he goes 11 and 0 in those games. He won 11 games last year, so that's it. He didn't lose a single game he won. I know. So in those 11 games, 78 innings, 195 ERA. So that's so when he's good. good. He's good. In losses, 0 and 6, lost 6 games. 712 ERA. So that you're was saying it. that he does have blowups every now and then? So I'm thinking there's a chance it's a blowup, and I know I, I know when the Yankees ran into him, they 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 hit some big shots in him. In no decisions, he had a four five three ERA. So and that was in fifty one innings. So I, I think this guy tends to have a lean good. Jimmy, there's also a couple funky stats out here, and I feel like we talked about this guy's injury history. And we talked about, you know, kind of that 25 start benchmark, and he's kind of done that the past few years, and people have talked about, like, him almost being this injury-prone person. I feel like pitchers do hit a point where they hit the major leagues, they throw a lot of innings, their arm and body kind of runs into some natural fatigue, and who knows, maybe we're hitting a bad part, maybe we're hitting uh, a good part, but now that he's done this a few years, I'd expect a little better, but this guy does have, he's got some of the... Uh, some of the modern day, I don't want to say red flags, but I'd say the current sign. So, um, Jimmy, these are through his pitches. So pitch one through pitch 25, he gives up a 221 batting average, a 708 OPS. So solid. Pitch 26 through 50, 217 batting average, 623 OPS. Okay, so he settled down a little bit. He's doing good. Pitches 51 through 75, 277 batting average, 831 OPS. So it feels like in that kind of fourth, fifth inning range, like we're seeing a lot of Major League Baseball, that's when we find out if Paxton's there. And then pitches through 76 through 100, which if you get to throw those pitches, you're normally having a good game. He had a 186 batting average against, 513 OPS. So... From from what I'm seeing in all this, and the other, the last one, I know that a lot of stats for me here, Jim, but I'm excited. Um, a normal start, four days, he comes out and opponents have a 256 batting average, 307 OBP, 737 OPS. So, so kind of average, kind of okay. When he has extra rest, whether it's five days or six days, uh, his numbers turn really good which kind of plays into my arm fatigue thing and also plays into this almost pseudo six starter role because um, I know CC's actually got some good numbers with six plus days off um, as well uh, so I, I'm, I'm kind of playing that angle for now so I, I want to see where that lands all right heavy sounds, sounds good a lot of stats next voicemail what's up boys Sal from Jersey um, calling with a quick reaction to the James Paxton trade. 
as a Yankee fan, I have been conditioned to view Justice Sheffield as the next up-and-coming ace, or at least, you know, that's what I thought that we were seeing in him, and that's why we haven't traded him till now. So I I wanted a guy like Kluber in return for that, even though I know we traded um, for Justice from Cleveland. But either way, looking back at it, I'm happy. I wanted Paxton to begin with. Um, if Cashman can somehow get Paxton and Kluber and then go get Corbin, they just should just build a fucking statue of him. So uh, excited for the podcast. Can't wait to hear you guys and uh, go Yanks. All right, so I, I think Kluber's off the table. I mean, I never I said we talked about it all the time, but I never said I actually thought Kluber's being moved. I still don't think so. I think with Paxton, uh, I mean, you can dig around for for Kluber, but I, I don't. I, I'm not expecting that. I'd be jaw on the floor, happy if Kluber came over, but that's kind of outside my brain right now. More looking at Corbin, Keuchel, Hap. Two of those three, one of those three. I don't think we're getting Kluber at all because we have to give up Andujar. Um, and another pitcher. So I think, I don't know. But he said build a statue for cash. Part of me, I am trusting cash. Well, I don't know why. Cash is smarter than me. I went to get my computer repaired today, and I forgot to bring my computer. Cash probably wouldn't do that. We did this the other day where we looked up how many prospects Cashman has traded away in 20 years that went on to get MVP votes, all-Star Game appearance, Cy Young votes, Rookie of the Year, and it was seven. There's a lot of guys he traded away. Seven went on. And now there's some that had good careers that don't have that those credentials, and Justice may fall into to that. But Cash, Cash has rarely given up a prospect that really bit us in the ass. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, what as Sal said, I think I just echo what I said before. It is, it is surprising to see that the this big time or a, a big pitching prospect made yeah, it through I the never, whole. I never thought he was an ace. Like I'd never heard that anywhere. I, besides I mean, fans. here's what I'll say, man. He was, I, I think on, on some level, I forget if it was baseball perspective or whatever, but he was like the number one, the number 31 prospect in baseball. So he's, he's a pretty good pitching prospect and he made it through all the ranks, got to the show and then Cashman punted, which we haven't really seen that before. Um, so uh, I, Jesus I think Montero, same thing. Who? Jesus Montero. He's not a pitcher. Um, so I, I that's that's kind of what I'm trying to say. So I, I can see the shock value there. I don't know. I and and hey, know what the crazy thing is, Jim? These these people could be right. Maybe Sheffield figures it out in Seattle. He has a two two eight ERA two years from now, and we're saying, wow, what? Maybe we should have kept on from him. We haven't really felt that before, so don't be mad. Don't make yourself mad for three years for no reason. How about that? How about we, that? But we got the really good guy who's a major league pitcher. In 2017, the Yankees fans were excited, thinking Chance Adams was going to be a stud. It's just like, you, you, yeah. you, as a fan, you get excited when you hear these names, but I think Yankee fans had Sheffield way higher than the Yankees ever ha- actually had him. I mean, ace, you tell me a prospect's going to be an ace, and I'm I'm just never in my life gonna believe that because there's like what ten aces in the MLB, right? Like, which like is- Shane Spencer said to us, there's levels of the MLB. Right. There's your role players, your everyday players, your your all stars, and then your superstars. And the superstars are the aces. So to pin that on a prospect, I just I, I just can't ever do that. Right. You're also on the the far. F- you're almost on the furthest end of prospect skepticism. Like if I. If oh, I yeah, told yeah, you yeah. Luis Severino was ever going to be an ace, especially when he came up and struggled originally, you know, you. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I am. I it's am a juggle, on, and uh, an ace like you, like you said. I'm like you said. You're done with one, two, three. I'm kind of done with ace because ace can mean ace could be the number one starter on all thirty teams, and we're talking thirty guys. Or like you said, a true ace could be the top five pitchers in the league. So what yeah. are we really doing here, people? <laughs> all right, next. Paxton to the Bronx, fantastic. Gave up Sheffield, one prospect, cash is a god. That's step one. Step two, Manny Machado signed by 1130. And let's bookend it with Harper to the Bronx come Vegas. You heard it here first.
not going to reveal who I am. One day I will. Peace. Love you guys. Thanks for calling in, Brian Cashman. <laughs> that was Brian Cashman. He didn't reveal it to us, but we figured it out. He's happy, and uh, Harper's going to be uh, confirmed at the winter meetings, which Jake and I will be at. So that's just that's fantastic news. I can't believe he called in. Never expected that. Yeah. Next. Pretty cool. Hey, guys. It's KP. First time, long time. Uh, on Paxton, so people forget real quick about uh, Michael Pineda, the last uh, Mariners prospect who we traded. Uh, well, he wasn't a prospect then, the last Mariners young pitcher who we gave up um, a prospect for. Uh, how does your reaction to getting Paxton compare to what you remember was your reaction to getting Pineda? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Okay, so the reaction when we traded Pineda to uh, this reaction, much different. Pineda had pitched one season, and then we gave up Montero, who I thought was real because I was like 20 at the time and fully bought in. I wasn't as skeptical about prospects, prospects right. then. But I had no idea anything about Pineda. He only had one year. Paxton's much more proven than Michael Pineda was. Yeah. Big Mike. Big Mike's going to be back next year, right? Is he in Minnesota? Do we know? Twins, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Don't don't fully remember. I just remember that was that was big gossip at the time because it was you normally don't see two teams change young prospects but it's almost like both teams were trying to pull a fast one I shouldn't say that you just don't know with prospects that would that's what we're trying to get apart I will say something I want to say earlier Jim was that I think this is interesting because I think the Yankees are going to use this in negotiations with Patrick Corbin someone who's going to try to demand six years 25 million per year and they could say like oh no we traded for Paxton we're probably just going to sign Happer so you know enjoy your day yeah, someone brought that up. Like, ne this helps negotiations further. Yeah, because like, oh, well, we don't we don't need to give you 120 mil anymore, Corbin. No, we'll we'll sign Hap for two years. Good guy. Yeah, we like him. Good Plus guy. Him and Paxton are going to be the all boring staff. <laughs> I'm excited to get. I'm excited to get to know Paxton's personality. I love that shit. All right, here we go. Hey, Scott. I just got some. Um stats for you guys in regards to Paxton. I think people don't really understand how good he is. I think they look at last year's ERA and they don't see anything that's that special. Uh, Seattle's defense was horrible. So that, I, I tossed that ERA out the window. Uh, just looking at objective projections, he's projected to be the ninth best starting pitcher in 2019, according to war, with a 4.4 war. Uh, if you look at his body of work over the last three years, his, his fifth is fifth best in Major League Baseball. It's in front of guys like Max Scherzer, Corey Kluber, just behind guys like Kershaw and DeGrom. He's 14th in war since 2016. And this is a guy who's missed so many games. War's a cumulative stat. That shows you what the potential is. It's a fair knock, the injuries. But to be 14th in war with all those innings missed, this, this guy's a legitimate borderline top 10 starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. He... And the innings miss could be a blessing. He 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 gets, he's got a young arm. The the velocity's there. The K's are there. Uh, I I think this is a really small price to pay for some somebody that legitimately is in discussion as a top ten starting pitcher. I'm a fantasy geek. This guy's going to probably go in the tenth to thirteenth overall starting pitcher off the board range. He he gets huge strikeouts. He's he's a really dominant front of rotation first uh, pitcher. And Yankee fans should be very very uh, if they're not, they're uh, stupid. <laughs> Take it easy. All right. If you heard it from Scott, if you're not excited, you're stupid. War. I don't get into war that much. Yeah, Jim. No one... You need for your soundboard. Yeah. You need to get a war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Like okay. I don't want to be that guy, but we like you need that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't like war because I've I've asked a million people to explain it to me, and they can't do it in layman terms. They're just like, it's all-encompassing. It takes everything in. I'm like, yeah, but what? It's Yeah, it's supposed to be a measurement of good, but it, there's some loose ends on it. Yeah. Uh, but, but hey, great. It sounds good. I also like that he said uh, he's got a young arm. He hasn't pitched a lot of innings. Yeah. The missing innings are a blessing. It's good. Scott, bring that shit our way. I love that. Jim, there's a lot of good stats you can spin towards Paxton, which is good, which means a good thing. I want to give a quick shout-out to at KT Sharp, my girl. 
And if you're a UConn Huskies fan, check out Talking Huskies because we've just been crushing it lately. Uh, a couple good stats. She tweeted out pitchers with a K percentage above 30% and a walk percentage below 7%. Paxton, Sale, Scherzer, Verlander, DeGrom, Corbin. Um, but, like, on the other hand, and she tweeted this out, which I appreciate from her, um, hard, h- highest hard hit percentage in 2018 was Matt Moore, Homer Bailey, and James Paxton. So the Yankees must see something, or they must think they can see something where they can even increase the whiff percentage. Because that's, just think about, Jim, we talked about war and we don't really understand what it's good for. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Say um, again. This guy was the third best pitcher in fastball whiff percentage yet he was the third worst pitcher and highest hard hit rate. So there's something off there, and I I don't know. You you hope the scouting department sees something so that we see the James Paxton that was out there and an all-star. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I like all the positive spins. And maybe we have a bunch of listeners that appreciate war. That's fine. You can. I've tried. I've gotten open-minded into war a couple times, and it just does not jive with my brain. In yeah. the slightest. I like some ad- advanced stats, not that one. I'm okay with war, Tom Boy, Jake, Dan from upstate New York, big fan of Talking Yanks. I think the Paxton trade is a huge win for the Yankees. I honestly think Sheffield has a lot of command issues, and I don't think he's going to pan out in the majors. So big win for the Yanks. I think Paxton could be a 15-win guy around uh, three ERA. Big win for the Yanks. Uh, Thanks, guys. Nice. Well, I'm not rooting for Sheffield to not pan out in the majors, but I am rooting for Cash to be on the right side of this deal and for it to be a win for the Yankees. So if so facto, it's like my hands are tied, but I wish Sheffield all the luck. But I'm, I just agree with Dan. I'm excited about the trade. Right, next. Oh, wrong button, Jimmy, you dummy. Hey, John Boy and Jake. Just wanted to call in, leave my reaction to the Paxton trade. I'm pretty excited about it. Obviously, the Yankees made it clear they wanted to upgrade starting pitching, and it seems like they needed to, and Paxton's clearly one of the better pitchers out there to do that. And in terms of the actual trade itself, it seems like the very best-case scenario was Sheffield would turn into Paxton, and that, from what I've read about uh, Sheffield, it seems like that might even be a stretch. So I think overall, great trade. Pretty excited. So, uh, yeah, go Yanks. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Baby Dave. Big Baby David. Paxton deal. Um, yeah, nothing you can really dislike about this. It seemed like the Yankees and Sheffield were on divergent paths. Uh, it seemed like a pretty fair trade. Sheffield and a bunch of guys that were never going to be part of the 2019 picture. So, and nothing you can really dislike. Can't wait for the next move. Uh, go check out the blog I wrote over at TalkingYanks.com and uh, follow me on Twitter. That'd be cool. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. All right. That's Big Baby David. Go follow. Go read his blog. And uh, the Talking Yanks, the guys that write for us on the website, have uh, their own podcast because they like talking about the Yankees, too. So if you're just really itching for Yankees talk, you got another podcast to go go listen to. You know, podcast, podcast, podcast. Talking Yanks, the other guys is what it's called. I will say what David said. This makes us better in 2019. Someone tweeted me and said, are we a better team than we were 30 minutes ago? And without a doubt, we are. Now, in three years, and Paxton sucked for the next two two years, and Sheffield's doing good, at that point, we can say, fuck, that was a bad move. But like right now, we are better than we were five hours ago. Yeah, I, and you're you're absolutely right. Life's about limiting risk. The Yanks are doing that. I will say the one thing, because we're, we're going to say all this good stuff about Paxson. Now in our heads, we're mentally going to downplay Sheffield. I just want to say right now, nobody knows if Justice Sheffield is going to be a 3-5 starter or a 5-5 starter next year. Like, right now, I think it's funny. Just I, I heard someone say, like, oh, he had some control problems. He's probably done. It's like, you know what? He, he could fine-tune that in one day, and it's gone. That's what David Price, quote-unquote, said he did in, in the World Series, the bullpen game in the, uh, the championship series. So, I don't know. Like, don't root against the guy just because you don't want to lose the trade because that's not the beauty of sports. But you don't know if this guy's going to be good or not. But I want to win be. the trade, Jake. Okay, okay. But I'm not rooting against him. 
I'm rooting for him to not be great in 2019, 2020. When 2021 comes, Sheffield can be dominant, and then we'll trade back for him. Give me that ring. First time caller, long time listener. Um, Appreciate you. My intake about this is a huge signing about uh, Paxton. I think it's great. I actually love it. I think he's going to do well there for the Yanks. My only wonder is, and I want you guys to answer this, obviously, do uh, you think this takes out Corbin from talks now since we got ourselves a big lefty? Um, and what else do you think there will be for free agents, for especially pitchers? Thanks, guys, and I'm also from Canada, so go Big Maple. Go Big Maple. Thanks for the call, Canada. Thanks for listening. Uh, I still think Corbin's in play. I don't see why this would take us out of Corbin. Why would it take us out of Corbin? It's a, it's a, it's a trade. We didn't spend any money. He's not making a ton of money. I don't think this takes us out on Corbin. Get three lefties. Get another lefty. Get Hap. Get all lefties. We're Yankee Stadium. Have Tanaka and Severino be the lone righties. I'm fine with that. Yeah, you, we're still. You're still in on Corbin. Yeah, we. You can be. I guess it. It depends a little bit how you view the free agents. I mean, you could. You know, something we've talked about previously is the five year plan. There could be a free agent pitcher that the Yankees have eyed in two years and they want to sign Jay Happ instead of Corbin and they want to spend the money on Harper or Machado so I mean there's a chance they'd be out in Corbin but that'd be part of a bigger plan you and me are still both a little biased that we think we've got two more <laughs> veteran starting pitchers coming in um, there's going to be at least one more and it doesn't rule out Corbin at all yeah I agree uh, the other starting pitchers that I'm looking at are, are for free agents are Hap, Keiko. I think those are I think those are the two. You can throw Evaldi in there, but I don't I don't I mean maybe as a six swing man, but I wouldn't. I'd rather I'd rather Hap, Keiko, Corbin. Those and two of those three. Hap and Keiko. Hap, fucking I can't talk. Corbin and then either Keiko or Hap. I don't really want Evaldi. Next. Hi, this is Connor from Buffalo calling for Talking Yanks about James Paxton. I am pumped for the trade and our rotation going forward, um, being that we sign Hap or uh, Corbin. As long as Seve gets whatever he's going on figured out, we should be World Series ready. Thanks. Love the show. I mean, if Seve comes back, thanks, Connor from Buffalo. If Seve comes back and is good, which is obviously the glass half full, we he's our ace. Got him. Picked him up. He's there all along. He was just doing some weird shit at the end of last season. I think you're frozen, or are you just being really very still? If Sevy is back. Oh, Jake's on another device now. The old two Jake's coming at me hot. And there he is. New device Jake. Yeah, class, classic hotel internet. Uh, did the 24-hour reset, and it just happened to hit right now. And that's how, that's how ain't, ain't that some shit. <laughs> well, anyway, talking about if, if he uh, Connor from Buffalo said, you know, we just need Sevy to be good. If Sevy is is glass half full, optimistic Sevy, then boom, we got our ace, found him. He was right underneath our nose this whole time, and then our rotation's fantastic. I mean, we need Sevy to be good again, and it's not it's not as simple as just saying Sevy's going to be good again. Because who knows, man? Imagine if he comes out and he's a dud. I think it's it's really funny. I I loved what you said when you opened. It's like we we got a bunch of twos right now. We we currently have three twos. We're probably gonna sign another two, and it'll be interesting to see who steps up. And no, it's crazy. Gun to your head. I think we say the same answer, Jimmy. And I think it's our friend who has a sexy shirt this Pinstripe Friday. The sun will come out, Tanaka. Oh, no. you've been saving that one. You set me up, man. That is a good drop. All right, next call is... We got three more. Hey, Jake and Job Boy. Big Yanks fan. Originally from Seattle, actually. This guy uh, sounds like he could beat us up. I think could be a horse. I think he's been really good in the past. I think he'd be good again in the future. Uh, my question is simple. Does this affect the need for Corbin? Because I don't, I don't think so. I think we should still have two major free agent targets in, in Corbin and then either Machado or Harper. I personally think Machado... I think Paxton is a step, but if you want to beat the Sox after they had an all-time season, I think we need to load up. And I really like this trade, but I, hopefully this is the beginning um, of the offseason and not the end. Uh, so, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Love the show. Thanks. That guy from Seattle, he – I mean, I, I mean this in a nice way. 
That dude likes breweries, and he's a little husky with a thick beard. I think we'd really like him, but I think he could beat up both of us at any moment. Uh, it's, it's a lot of people. Well, come on. Well, it's not a lot of people. It's a good amount of people, but what did he say? He just likes to trade? He, he was, he, yeah, he's kind of talking about the future free agency plan. I think we, we haven't talked money too much. Paxton's still in arbitration. What's the rumor? He's going to make like nine mil this year. It was at 4.9 mil last year, so probably 9 mil this year. Yeah, so I think the progression is supposed to be like 9 and then maybe 14 or something like that. It's somewhat cost-controlled when you consider someone like Corbin is going to be 20-plus. Keuchel is probably 20-plus. So in a way, this could save the Yankees money for other areas, whether you're in on the Machado or Harper bandwagon right now, that's on you. Yeah, well, thanks for calling from Seattle. Sorry about all the times I make fun of Seattle. I hope you don't hate me. Come beat us up. This is Chris for Talking Yanks. Love the show, guys. Keep it up. And really like the trade. Sad to see Sheffield go, but you got to give up something to get some. This helps us now. And I think this shores up third base, at least for now, because we didn't have to give up Andujar for anybody. Keep it up, guys. Enjoy the show. Now, I think I think – there was no way we were giving up Andujar for Paxton. That was never going to happen. No. I think Andujar only goes for Kluber. I think that in my brain, like I already said this, that's just not happening. And this, there is no real correlation with this and, and giving up Andujar for Kluber. But I just think that would be too much going on in an offseason. Like, I think this is our trade. Is that fair to say? I think this is our trade and the rest are going to be signings. I'll say this. I, I think there's still there's still a lot of opportunity out there. I, I, I don't think it's Kluber, but I, I think between someone like Carrasco, and I know you don't love this one, but Zach Grinke, I, there's there's trade options. And we, we don't – I this, this is a – I was going to say this is a really interesting point, which is me just lying about anything I say. Jimmy, the Yankees have a lot of opportunity between Machado, Harper, Corbin, Hap, all the guys, all the trade options. Know what's kind of hilarious? At the end of the day, Brian Cashman went into this offseason and said, what's the team I want on the field to start 2019? And that's what it is. Like, what if what if Brian Cashman and his dudes were like, we need Carlos Carrasco. Then they make that happen. They're the Yankees. It's not like they shrug and it's like, oops, go get a Valdi. Oops. So you've had an accident. That's what oops. my grandma's voicemail is. My grandma at the end of every show. If her voicemail on her cell phone is, oops, I missed your call. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Graham's got jokes. I don't think she meant that as a joke. Last voicemail. Hey, guys. It's Matt from Arizona. I'm kind of a regular now you should say but uh i was wondering um what next because paxton's a yankee i think we should go for corbin and machado and josh harrison no doubt the best first title like bench kind of starter in the league so what do you guys think all right what's next we kind of talked we kind of talked about this uh already we thought d rob or or hap was going to be next keep it hometown and now i understand do the trade because this helps you in all your negotiations for Corbin, Hap, Keuchel. Not as pressed with the agent. Like, oh, we well, we got Paxton. We don't need two starters anymore, so we're not, you know. It definitely helps negotiations to get this trade done first. Who's next, Jake? I think the Sunny Trade's coming next. Yeah, man, we, we haven't even talked about the Sunny Trade. That could be a big thing. That could be a little thing. So I did uh, see, we had a conversation last episode about the Sunny Trade and how you didn't think it was going to be for prospects because if we trade Sonny we're trying to win in 2019 and the roster crunch and all that does this change your mind at all that now we just kind of got rid of like Eric Swanson who was a fringe 40 man player and in Sheffield that do you think now we could replenish those spots with a Sonny trade or do you still think a Sonny is we're getting MLB ready talent for Sonny it just doesn't make sense to me. I, if if I'm bored playing fantasy baseball or fantasy football, you trade for guys you want to trade. Brian Cashman seems like he's busy enough. I don't think Brian Cashman wants to trade for fringe 40-man players, which is the return for Sonny Gray. Who are we kidding? If James Paxton gets us justice and nothing, 
I mean, what do we think Sonny Gray is going to get us? Um, and we just traded away Justin Sheffield because we don't want <laughs> a a, pre- a guy who is a pretty good prospect playing for us. So I I think just I I think Sonny is going to be in a trade whether it's a reliever, Scooter, Jeanette. It's it's someone that's going to help the team soon. And earlier I said that hey, is this our trade? Is everything else free agents? But obviously the Sonny trade is still going to happen. So there is one more trade. But I think you, you may fill in the rest to two one more pitcher, two more pitchers. Whatever is going to happen with Harper Machado, dude? Who knows, man? We got a lot going on on the left side of the infield and the middle infield. It and and dude, we talked about this. Like Sonny's value isn't great right now, but there's value to be had throughout the league. And we talked about this. If you tack on a top ten, top five prospect, whether it's a Clint or an Acevedo or someone like that, then you're starting to get into serious trade packages. Yeah, yeah, you are. Just a lot, a lot of big trades. I wonder what the most amount of like prospects traded in one offseason is. That's where I, that's uh, my stupid Cashman rant I just gave. Like, think about that. Cashman made this trade and he's already known he's going to make a sunny trade. So, like, there, there's a lot of moving parts, man. Cool. All right. So, we'll just have Paxton on the show next episode. Yeah. I'll, we'll DM him. Hey, hey, Big Maple. Is that what they call you? Let's see that big maple. Let's see your branch. Ooh. You're talking about his dick, right? No, no, no. Left the, arm, man. Oh, left arm. What were you talking about for a second there? I was talking about his horse. I have like one other serious baseball thing I want to say, but it was one my internet gave out, and now I'm kind of over it. What was it? Like, what if the swingman starter Evaldi role became like an actual role on a baseball team? Bartolo like, Colon, 2011. Yeah, like you have a pitcher that's always ready to throw 80 pitches, whether it's out of the bullpen or as a starter. Like, what if he was the Yank six starter? And you just, that guy got paid a valuable amount of money. Isn't that an established part of 25-man rosters and that you're long man? I mean, who's starter? it been on the Yankees recently? Like, I'm saying like Sessa. a... I'm saying a good person oh, okay. in that role, okay. James. You're not saying not the bottom of the barrel. Like, like you like, pay, yeah, instead of like your prospect or Sessa okay. or whatever, okay, like you, you make that an actual like big part of the team. Kind of like what Lance Lynn was supposed to be until Sonny right. really shit the bed. All right, right well, right, that right. is, uh, I think that wraps it up. Thank you for listening. Who do we have to shout out? Um, no one? Subscribe to Patreon. We're going to have a lot of stuff on sale for Black Friday. We're calling it Pinstripe Friday. Maybe we'll make a big maple shirt, Jim. Shout out ESNY. You helped us get Shane Spencer on the podcast. So go to that website. Yeah, we appreciate you, ESNY. Go check them out, Elite Sports Network. Yeah, and go check out the Shane Spencer interview if it hasn't, if you have not. Yeah, that was good. Do I have to make a big, big maple shirt now? Yeah, sorry. 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 Oh, we can do all sorts of Canada jokes. Wow. It's all over. Oh, my God. Things are fantastic. Oh, all you right. know what you- Impromptu episode is over. If you're uh, in the live chat, we'll stick around and talk to you. If you want to be in live chats in the future, do the Patreons. Thank you guys very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. <laughs>